Well, hello there. Hi. How are y'all? I'm grand. I had um, a lovely afternoon with friends. Perhaps you're aware. Um, what? I was, I was like, what friends? <laughs> yeah, we did a little Zoom uh, cooking lesson for the instant pot. And that was a whole lot of fun here. Yeah. Or, or Instapot, depending how uh, casual you are with your uh, pronunciation. All right. Um, Yeah. So that you and our super fan, Annette. (laughs) Who was already behind and just started. Yeah. That's hilarious. Somehow (laughs) already fallen behind on episodes. So by the time she hears this, who knows? But um, yeah. So that the two of you could, um, get a walkthrough of a a nice uh, not not too complicated pretty simple uh-uh. recipe pretty simple recipe but it used all the used all the key buttons learned mm-hmm. a lot of uh instapot uh terminology and um and got to practice with the pressure cooker part two times through which is the i think the biggest hurdle yeah, so I, you know, cook, yes. but I've never used a pressure cooker before. So I've heard pressure cooker nightmares. And as you explained, this has kind of an idiot-proof idiot mm-hmm. um, kind of um, mechanisms yeah. with it. So that was good. That was very comforting. And now... Um, Easy breezy lemon squeezy. I'm good. Good to go. So we, me and Annette said that we're going to dedicate at least once a week mm-hmm. to using our Instapot. And I'm already looking for recipes. The recipe we had today, super easy, yummy. I was like, it didn't look like, you know, because I literally just poured it in a bowl and started eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like fancy, but it was very good, very hearty. And I cannot wait to eat more of it. Yeah, it's a nice, hearty, uh, basically a beef stew for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. with kind of a, a Spanish seasoning twist, the carne guisada. Um, mm-hmm. It was, yeah, really good. I've actually I've made it one time before, and I'd, um, so I was glad you um, suggested that one because I was like, oh, right. I did like that, didn't go back to it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it comes out so nicely, and it is very filling. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. And, um, yeah, it's been a, actually, I like, it's been a pretty productive day and I still haven't done, that's a sad thing. It's like, I did a lot of things today and I still haven't done all like what I need to do, like my one load of laundry so that my, uh, work clothes will be ready for tomorrow. Like I still need to do that. Um, but at least I did, I get lunch ready. I, I videotaped my, uh, Contemplative Tuesday video earlier. Awesome. Um, and sent that along so that that's done and out of my brain. Um, and then I did my hair. I feel like it, Sundays are like 
completely taken over by doing my hair. Um, it's like, it's an, just, it's how I start the day. It's like an hour long thing. So again, okay. The, it's a project. Um, so yeah, um, good Sunday. So hot though. Um, one of the things that's in the news that I'm not going to read an article about, but you know, there's like the combination of the two weather systems, the hurricanes that are taking over the Gulf right now or threatening to take uh-huh. over the Gulf. So it's like the high pressure or low pressure or whatever it is from those two systems in the Gulf, plus just it being like August, you know, in LA, um, we have had, we're, I think, the, I mean, it's not just us, like the whole country is in the middle of a heat wave and here it's presenting itself as the usual amount of like heat in terms of like, you know, how like the actual degrees, but we mm-hmm. also have had anywhere from like 65 to 87% humidity, which is, wow. is unheard of here. <laughs> like it's so awful. Um, so, you know, if anyone's not from LA, you know that, or you don't know maybe that, you know, we have, we get, it gets hot. It definitely gets into like the hundred degrees, especially in the Valley, but it's dry heat, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that desert heat, totally different than, than humidity. So it's actually right. maybe been like about, I don't know, like it's not even that hot. Like it'll be like 83, but 87% humidity. So it feels like, you know, 103 um, and just like sticky and wet and just, yeah, just miserable. So we're uh, we're doing a whole lot of complaining here in uh, LA. Um, yes, I mean, like literally everyone I speak to who is in LA is like, "Oh my God, it's so hot!" I was like, um, "Join the freaking club!" Yeah, um, no. If we wanted to join the club, we would move somewhere else. But since we still actually live in Los Angeles, this is unacceptable. Because dry heat is like just walking into like a sauna. And it really is like, I mean, that's, I feel like those are the two, like, you know, if you've ever been in a, in a wet sauna versus a dry sauna, that is essentially the difference, you know, like you walk into that like cedar lined, mm-hmm. like dry sauna room, like it's hot, but you know, you, you know, you I had some clients who like looked at a house that had one of those in the basement and Ooh. I was like, buy, the, buy this house. Like I'm gonna come over. You gonna come over sauna, and get in the sauna? Yeah. But you mind? Um. Oh, Andrea. Mm. Yeah. Hi guys. This oh. is Wait Tell Me Everything. Hi. And we talk for ten minutes before we introduce ourselves. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, and right. So I'm Andrea, and th- that gal over there, that's Kristen. Yep. This gal is Kristen. And welcome to another episode. Uh, happy to have you here. Um. So yeah, it's. It's been, it's been a week of heat, and it's not letting up. Apparently, there's some. Um, oh, the other thing that I learned, the other weather term that I learned this uh, week is. Um, tell. It's a uh, de- well, the Anglo uh, pronunciation of it is derecho, um, but it's the Spanish Spanish word derecho, which is a it's it's means straight. Um, and it's a straight mm-hmm. storm, like it's a storm that goes in like a straight line, um, I guess, as opposed to, uh, 
I don't know, swirly storm. <laughs> I have no idea. But the uh-huh. idea is that it's, um, I guess it's much more impactful because it's kind of like picks up speed and momentum and like continues in the same trajectory and so can cause a lot of damage. Um, and that's another thing that's like out there. Again, it's all like Gulf and Southern state related and it's affecting the, all these things are affecting the states immediately on the Gulf and then the pressure systems and the weather systems all over the country. So, um, so yeah, and that's, it's uh, apparently not going to let up until maybe possibly um, later in the week into the weekend. So it's no bueno. I I do not like it. Um, So yeah, so that's what's going on over here. Okay, very good. Let's tell me what's um going on in the news. Okay, there is so much in the news. Um, that right. I, I just I had a lot of trouble um, uh, whittling now, down. Yeah, whittling down. So I'm just gonna make um like some honorable mentions of some things without going like you know <laughs> because I feel like we need to just like announce them because store there are follow ups on stories that we've done before. Um. Mm-hmm. So some um, good stuff, some, um, you know, interesting stuff. Anyway, um, where shall I start? Let's start way back last year. We covered the um, arrest of the Golden State Killer, Mm -hmm. Joseph D'Angelo, Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. And um, this is out of the L.A. Times. Um, Dateline August 21st, 2020, uh, in Sacramento. All that now awaits the Golden State Killer is an end of his days in prison. A Sacramento County judge Friday sentenced 74-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. to life without parole for killing 13 people and raping 50 in a series Mm. of break-ins that terrorized the state. Which is, those numbers are... Staggering. I mean, it's the amount of damage this man did in in the time that he was just all over California too. So you'll remember that this covered nearly a dozen counties, including Ventura, Orange, Santa Barbara, Sacramento, Contra Costa, and Tulare. Um, And so that if, you know, again, um, if you know California, like all the way as, as far North as Contra Costa County, which is like, and Sacramento, you know, so we're talking like, North Bay Area, and all the way down here past LA to Orange County. Um, So just an incredible span, like hence the moniker Golden State Killer. Um, And and when we covered it last time, we talked about just um, all the different names that he had, everything from the Visalia Ransacker to the East Area Rapist to the original Night Stalker. This is when they thought that it was, that all of those were actually three separate individuals and and then you know realizing and over the years decades um investigators putting together that it really was just one unknown attacker the entire time and rebranded him um the golden state killer um so i actually watched some of the sentencing um that was live on friday and it was um it was uh, actually it's uh, the sentencing happened on friday but starting I think Tuesday or Wednesday, they had um, survivor, um, it's not called testimonials, I'm think, uh, the name is escaping me, but, you know, survivors were able to 
um, mm-hmm. say their piece. And that was really powerful. Um, these women who are now, you know, um, well on in, you know, mature, like, like, you know, in their, they were, they were teenagers when these things happened to them. Um, he preyed on um, girls as young as 14. And um, so yeah. for them to like, you know, be survivors of and have lived their whole life um, up until just the last couple of years in fear of this faceless person that was still out there. Um, so um, they were able to speak and say their piece. And, um, and it was just, it just, you know, it did feel like um, it felt, it was a kind of a combination of it feeling like a reckoning. Um, and then also just the weight of the fact that it took so long to find him um, mm-hmm. and, and to positively identify him so that um, he will live out the rest of his life, but he is, you know, 74, I think. Um, so it's not like, it's not the same level of obviously justice that he would have been, would have been felt if he, um, you know, if he'd been caught much sooner. So, um, so yeah, so that's in the news. The other thing that's in the news is um, the headline. This is also from the LA times dateline, August 21st, 2020 um, admission scandal, Lori Laughlin sentenced to two months in prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gia Newley, this is Jay Massimo Gia Newley, um, is sentenced to five months. Um, so U.S. District Court Judge Nathaniel M. Gorton ordered both Laughlin and Gia Newley to report to prison by November 19th. Before handing down her sentence, Gorton told Laughlin she had, quote, a fairy tale life and a career as, quote, an admired successful professional actor, two healthy children, a long-standing man, a long-standing marriage and quote more money than you could possibly need and yet you stand before me a convicted felon and for what for the inexplicable desire to have even more um mm-hmm. so i i guess i mean i feel like i'm surprised you know like i'm surprised they got any time at all <laughs> i feel like that's kind of where i'm landing with this is i'm like i really didn't think and i, I mean and now i think it'll It'll still remain to be seen if they actually serve time, if some other something isn't. With COVID and all that, they're not going to make them serve time. Yeah, I, I'm so, again, I'm, I'm surprised that we're even at this point with any of this, because I just thought they were all going to get off with just a slap on the hand or some kind of, you know, I don't know, fine or something, you know? Um, so... So yeah, not like there's the whole, it's a fairly long article about the whole thing, but that's just kind of the update on that. Um, and um, not much, not much more to be said about it really. It's just, I'm, I am glad that they actually got sentenced. We'll see if there's actually anything that comes of it. Um, there's a lot of just like both of them sort of like, you know, giving these apologetic statements that just sound really just hollow. Yeah, um, you would have done anything to get your child into and I'm like I think about the mother I think I want to say she was in Atlanta who used her who was homeless used her friend's address to get her kids into school and was Mm -hmm. like charged with multiple years right right yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah just another example of just like the inequity of um of the justice system and um how it uh works 
in greater favor for those mm-hmm. who have money and for those who are not black. Um, mm-hmm. So black or brown. Um, okay, so those are uh, two updates. And a quick update from our story last week. The House approved a bill to send $25 billion to the Postal Service and halt changes. Um, So that was something that we were anticipating last week, which Uh uh, happened this week. The bill was passed 257 to 150, largely along party lines. But more than two dozen Republicans joined Democrats in voting for the measure, defying House GOP leaders and President Donald Trump, who actively urged Republicans to oppose it. On the eve of the vote, the White House threatened to veto the, the bill. The measure isn't expected to reach Trump's desk, however, as the Republican-held Senate is unli- unlikely to vote on it. The Republicans who cross party lines to vote for legislation include a handful of members facing competitive re-elections or retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, others who sometimes buck their party and several from deep red states. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had predicted bipartisan support for the USPS legislation ahead of the vote on Saturday. She said, we will pass the bill and it will be a bipartisan. It will be in a bipartisan way today. And then we will send it to the Senate. Uh, Pelosi said, adding that Republicans will be hearing from their constituents because this hits home, not receiving your mail in a timely fashion hits home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens with this. Uh, Part of it was also in the Senate hearing on Friday, DeJoy, um, you know, our friend um, who is um, the new um, Postmaster General, uh, Mm -hmm. said um, that as we head into the election season, I want to assure this committee and the American public that the Postal Service is fully capable and committed to delivering the nation's election mail securely and on time. Uh, he also claimed he never spoke with President Donald Trump or anyone else at the White House about Postal Service changes or their potential impact on the November election. Uh, the fight over the Postal Service is unfolding as Democrats and the Trump administration have not yet come together to successfully negotiate a new stimulus bill. So that's still out mm-hmm. there as well. Um, but the other issue with this, it's um, that Uh, was in a few other articles is the fact that he said he was going to halt the changes that were in the process being made. And we talked about those last week, like the thing about pulling the sorting machines and mailboxes being pulled from various locations or whatever. So there's, there's a halt being placed on those processes, but not a reversal. So, anything that's already been removed is staying removed. Um, And so then there's just the question of like, well, how much damage was already done? You know? Um, So again, we'll see. I think it's just a matter of um, reiterating to people, just if you're going to mail in your ballot, get it early, um, you know, either mail it back early or walk it into one of the uh, County clerk drop off sites so that, you know, it gets in. Um, that's the key. I think ultimately, (laughs) like wherever this all ends up, you know, um, there's that, um, another news item, Steve Uh Bannon charged with misusing donations for Trump's border wall. I'm sure you've seen this. Yes. But I did not read anymore because I'm like, ugh. First of all, 
is he just not the grossest looking? Like he's so like slimy. Like he's like from like the casting office. Like send us. He's like, a super villain. Yes. Yeah. Send us like, <laughs> send us, the like super a villain. Uh, yeah. You know, like someone who like you know preys on little girls. Or, straight like... <laughs> out of central casting. Straight out of central. Straight casting. out of central casting. He is so gross. Ugh. So mm-hmm. just like the the photos of him, I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, um, like someone put, like they have a picture of him next to Idris Elba, and there's like the guy on the left thinks he's like a superior race. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh, oh. scary. Um, yeah. So Steve Bannon, President Trump's former political advisor, this is out of NPR, um, uh, has pleaded not guilty uh, through his counsel to wire fraud and money laundering charges related to an online scheme that federal prosecutors said was responsible for defrauding hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, Bannon appeared via video link in the Southern District of New York hours after his arrest Thursday morning on a yacht. This was classic. He was arrested oh. off of like some like multi-million dollar yacht um, on the Connecticut coast. Bannon and three other defendants are allegedly, are, I'm sorry, are alleged to have orchestrated a scheme around an online crowdfunding campaign called We Build the Wall, which has raised more than $25 million, according to prosecutors. The campaign was advertised as an effort to build portions of the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border and support maintenance operations. As okay, alleged... can I stop <laughs> yes, for one second? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I don't feel sorry for those people. Okay, no. <laughs> You talking about a victimless crime, like oh <laughs> my god, you racist anti-immigration. I just say immigration the people. level of irony that <laughs> you would give money to these so-called like patriots for mm. the building of a wall to keep other people out, only to have those same so-called patriots take your money and run, is mm-hmm. hysterical. Oh, and, I love it. Sorry. Yeah, like, it's I can't. Fantastic. I can't. It's too mm-hmm. much. Like, I mean, you can't write this stuff. Again. Um, <laughs> TV. And, like, again, like, if you give it to a guy that looks like this guy, who, again, like, super villain. Mm-hmm. All yeah. written all over him. Like, do uh, you think he's going to do something honest with that money? Okay. I mean, just look and at him. Have... Like, how would you try? Like, I don't know. You can't. It's like Eddie Haskell being in the picture. Someone, or, like, someone, like, you know, like, Putting their hands together like a yeah. <laughs> and then you're just handing them your money. Oh, they seem like a nice enough sort. Yeah, sure. they they seem trustworthy. I mean, he can't come in to use the bathroom. I'm sorry. No, uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> like, I'm not letting you come down the hallway. So, like, you definitely uh-huh. aren't getting me my money. Uh-huh. Um, so, as alleged, the defendants defrauded hundreds of thousands of donors, capitalizing on their interest in funding a border wall to raise millions of dollars under the false pretense that all of that money would be spent on construction. Um, authorities said that Bannon was arrested on a 152-foot yacht off of Westbrook, Connecticut. Then uh, there's a few of the guys named in the indictment, Brian Foliage, um, Andrew Botolato, and Timothy Shea. Colfage um, is an Air Force veteran who lost both his legs and his right arm while on deployment 
in Iraq in 2004, which just begs the question, sir, like, what are you doing involved with these people, sir? Just go, well, he's on a yacht, so I guess he deserves to be on a yacht, but, um, sir. Sir, like, you gave all, you gave all this for your country, you've, like, Mm -mm. sacrificed, you know, Mm -hmm. like, with people who haven't sacrificed anything. With people That's who what I don't get. Uh, oh yeah, who have like probably like gone out of their way to not serve. Right. Um so mm. Yeah, so that's um that's the long and short of that story. Um it's White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany, uh McEnany, um, which is I guess this is that new White House Press Secretary that looks like a Barbie doll. Oh my god, can they get I'm sorry, just because you look a certain way, I don't think that you're unintelligent. No. But, oh my God, like, I can't take her seriously. I just can't take her seriously. Like, it's I was, just, Ugh. I mean, but it's almost like, you know, it's it, because it's that same flavor of, uh, of makeup and hair and dress as, like, all the Fox News anchors. You yep. know, it's like the, like, you know, very, Probably, like, molded bra cup and the very, like, yeah, very much like the, like, flipped, you know, like, hair mm. and the blonde, you know, like, blonde, like, uh, blonde hair with the low lights and the, like, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. anyway, it's, mm. this is, so she said, um, President Trump was, has always felt the wall must be a government project and that that it is far too big and complex to be handled privately. President Trump has not been involved with Steve Bannon since the campaign and the early part of the administration, and he does not know the people involved with this project. So, like, now I'm just waiting for the, like, photos of all of them hanging out on a yacht together because you know that that's coming. It's coming. coming. It's like, nope, don't know. I've never heard of them. I think this is a really bad idea. Yeah, like like the Jeffrey Epstein. Nope, I don't know him at all. Then, like, quoting, oh, he's a great friend, a good guy. We like, we both like young women. Like, all kind of yes. On the pictures of them together, yeah, yeah, and like comments, like yeah, the pictures of him and Bannon and these other three like hanging out on their some some other yacht, you know, Trump Trump um, golf course, (laughs) right, with like a "We Build the Wall" poster in the background. (laughs) 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 Oh Oh, gosh, because that part is very predictable. So, oh my gosh. Stop it. Like, I'm just, I'm ready for the adults to be back in charge. Oh, it's just, you know, there's that meme going around that says, um, Joe and Kamala had me at complete sentences. Basically, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> I, just I feel like, have you ever seen that movie, movie Id- Idiocracy? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so that's kind of what I feel like it is. I think the president was like a wrestler or something. Just how, like, you know, our intelligence as a nation, you know, standards devolved, and this is where we are now. And I was like, we're very much like here. Because I was like, just the basics, like, string two sentences together for me, you know, use yeah. some words, you know, have that, you know, 12th grade vocabulary at least, you know, let's see that. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah, there's just, and then like we've already talked. Um, at length about the tweeting, which is so problematic. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, so I don't have so time to be on Twitter. So I don't know no. how the president of the United States has time to be on Twitter. So he has okay. yes. nothing but time. Nothing okay, but time. go on. I'm sorry. You were no, saying like you're going into sad news. I'm like, oh god, let me shift gears here. There's one sad story, and then I, yeah. and then I'm gonna, I'm, but I'm gonna end on a high note. I promise. Mm-hmm. You had so many stories. I told you. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, these were all things like I was like, some of them were updates, some of them were like, you know, we want to talk about it a little bit. Okay, go on. This I just saw. This is uh, today's the 23rd, right? So this is Dateline yesterday, August 22nd. Um, and this is from the Daily Beast. Um, so it's a breaking story. The headline is uh, Brutally Killed Outrage Grows Over Police Killing of Trayford Pellerin. As he walked away, video footage shows police firing more than 10 rounds at the 31-year-old black man as he was walking away. Uh, dozen of protesters, dozens of protesters and mourners gathered Saturday evening to demand justice at the spot where a 31-year-old black man was killed by Lafayette, Louisiana police in a hail of gunfire as he was walking away. Uh, this is uh, Ronald Haley, who's an attorney representing the family, uh, says, today I'm only asking for accountability. You know why? Because it was transparent what happened yesterday. It was a murder that took place. Uh, the vigil led to a march on the Evangeline Thruway, where Lafayette Parish deputies reportedly used smoke canisters and flashbangs to disperse the crowd, which was stopping traffic. On Friday, officers fired 11 bullets at Pellerin as he approached the door of the gas station with a knife in hand. Um, according to authorities, a shocking video of the shooting that showed Pellerin walking away from police as he was gunned down quickly sparked outrage. And Louisiana State Police are now investigating the incident. Um, holding signs emblazoned with Black Lives Matter and No Justice, No Peace, demonstrators decried Pellerin's killing and demanded that the officers involved be prosecuted. Some in the crowd sobbed as speakers took turns addressing the rally, which was organized by the NAACP community activists. Uh, Pellerin's relatives said through tears, my family is hurting. I've never seen nothing like this. If anybody knows what happened, please have the personal courage to come out and share what you know. We need answers. Nobody knows what happened. At one point in the crowds, um, the crowd shouted in unison, I promise myself today is a new day in Lafayette, Louisiana, and until there is justice, there will be no peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that what the details were preceding it. Sounds like someone um, called in, you know, a man with a knife. Um, I did watch the video um, and um, he's definitely has his back to them. They're actually tasing him. Um, and he's not, I guess, responding to the taste quick enough, but he does have his back to them. He is walking away from them. Um, and then, um, thoughts, shots are fired. Um, so, uh, I feel like we've gone so many, um, weeks without, you know, like, (laughs) well, there was something here. It wasn't a, a killing, but there was a woman who was on her porch. That was tased by, um, I believe, Gwinnett City Police. Mm, okay. She was, well, she was sitting on her porch, just for just for being on her porch. Someone said that there was like an altercation, or like she's like arguing with, I guess, her neighbor across the street or something like that. Um, 
and they get apparently get into it often. But okay. yeah, it's like, um, but still, like the way that he like dragged her, like she was sitting literally in a rocking chair on her front porch. Yeah, that's just that's like, and that's the thing, like, like it's dragging so... her out and then like tasing her and stuff. It's like really, like it takes all that force. Yeah, apparently, it's just never a measured response to what's actually happening, and that's ultimately, you know, like absolutely <laughs> the issue. Like uh, here in uh, Santa Clarita, um, there was an incident um, just in the last week and a half where. The uh, manager of, like, I want to say a Chili's called 911 because there was a homeless gentleman who had a knife and was sort of, like, wielding it. And she saw him, like, threatening some kids who were on skateboards. Mm-hmm. So she called the office, the, the police to, with regard to the guy with the knife. They get there and they apprehend the kids. And of course, it was like two black kids and a Latino kid. Um, and like, so the guy with the knife is like, starts like runs off when he sees the cops show up. They don't catch the guy with the knife. They get the black and <laughs> but the, they get the kids get of color. The, yeah, they get the colored kids who are like, we didn't do anything. And the, and the manager and a few other people like adults who were, um, who were there, um, come out and say like hey like you know this is not you guys have got the wrong you know like they're like shouting at the officers like saying like the guy went that way this is the, you know and the manager saying i'm the one who called you like that this is these are the these are the victims they were being like <sighs> threatened and they're of course like not listening like they're doing what cops do like is, which is just because completely... they don't want to admit that they're wrong well, it's just like there's just no room for any, you know, they're like, we're here now, we're in charge, and we've got this. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And, you know, and you're not listening. And it's just, so it's just the classic, like, yeah, like, this is, these are not even the people who you need to be concerned about. Like, this, and, and the yeah. person that made the phone call is, is out clear- there. Yeah, it's, and the person who is terrorizing people is out there still doing it because yeah, you just, did, yeah, let him go. Off, just off running, I'm sure. Like, and I, I, ne- I never got. Um, I, I, I was keeping up with it. I didn't see any like follow up to that. So, mm. like, just from what I could tell, it doesn't seem like, you know, uh, gun wielding man was ever. <laughs> I mean, not gun knife wielding man was ever apprehended. Um, so it's just so stupid. Like, it's like, again, why it's bad enough that there's, I think, you know, for me and definitely any other, uh, people of color, an apprehension to call the police. Um, because as we said before, you, you know, you just feel like it's going to make things worse, not better. Um, and then to have, you know, have them come out. Um, and thankfully, no one got hurt in this incident. Um, but, you know, to have them come out and just like not just, com- you know, miss it so, so greatly, like just so co- totally miss the point. Uh, mm-hmm. Just does, it does make it feel even further, just like, OK, why even bother calling if it's going to be like this? Yep. All right. Uh, final story. Oh, gosh, yes. Final story. Something happened, <laughs> please. Uh, as we all are aware, the DNC was this past week. 
Um, it ran uh, Monday through Thursday. Um, and it was all um, virtual, so not like a real uh, convention with a bunch of people there. Um, and um, so you heard from various, various uh, Democrats and even one Republican, um, Governor Kasich, or former Governor Kasich. Um, mm. So this is just the headline from CNN, um, dateline August 21st. Joe Biden urges Americans to choose hope over fear in accepting Democratic nomination for president. Uh, the former vice president said the U.S. has faced an unprecedented perfect storm of four simultaneous crises. The worst pandemic in 100 years, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, the most compelling call for racial justice since the civil rights era, and the climate crisis. He said, our current president has failed in his most basic duty to the nation. He has failed to protect us. He has failed to protect America. Mm -hmm. this, uh, he says, this is not a, par a partisan moment. This must be an American moment. This campaign isn't just about winning votes. It's about winning the heart and, yes, the soul of America. Though politicians often argue that each election is the most important, this year is different, he said. Quote, we know in our bones this one is more consequential. So while many speakers throughout the night told stories about Biden's life and his political career to highlight his empathy and decency and make the affirmative case for electing him, Biden forcefully outlined how he would handle the job differently than Trump. He condemned the president for failing to devise a plan to get the coronavirus under control while arguing that the incumbent wasted precious time focusing on his own grievances and political desires instead of trying to save lives. Biden said, mm -hmm. the president keeps telling us the virus is going to disappear. He keep, keeps waiting for a miracle. Well, I have news for him. No miracle is coming. We lead the world in confirmed cases. We lead the world in deaths. Our economy is in tatters with Black, Latino, Asian American, and Native American communities bearing the brunt of it. And after all this time, the president still does not have a plan. Well, I do. Um, so the former vice president then swept through the Super Tuesday states and clinched the nomination, culminating in a four-day virtual celebration that aimed to promote him in an as an empathetic leader who would be guided by science as the nation is gripped by the greatest crisis it has confronted in generations. Uh, lots of poignant moments uh, throughout the uh, convention. One, um, Biden's three children introduced their father's keynote speech in a video. The former vice president's son, Beau, who died of brain cancer five years ago at the age of 46, was portrayed in video clips from previous speeches about his father. Biden strongly pushed for such an introduction, which also featured his son, Hunter, and daughter, Ashley. Um, the former vice president decided after much soul-searching not to pursue a presidential campaign in 2016, 16, saying the window mm -hmm. for a run had closed while he was mourning Bo. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really like, so I did, I, so I, I'm not going to read the whole article. That's the kind of the gist of it. It goes on mm -hmm. in more detail about the convention. But I did watch um, parts of the convention. Um, and, um, and I will say this particular portion of it all the lead in into his acceptance speech and his speech itself was so um, well done. Like it was just a really like, of like just really painting the picture of who, um, 
who Joe Biden is with regard to um, the losses that he's had um, mm-hmm. and really emphasize, em- emphasizing him as someone who, um, because he's, he's suffered loss and because he's, um, you know, uh, made it through, uh, you know, that he has a, a level of empathy and compassion um, uh, that, you know, that others yeah. simply don't, you know. And so it was uh, it was very artfully done, um, especially with regard to to Sunbow um, and how they were able to, like, insert so many. Uh, previous uh, clips of both speaking about his dad um, and made it really feel like, you know, he was, he was still part of this convention, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a very like uh, reflective way. So, um, so yeah, it was really, it was really good. And he, he did like, it was this um, very like impassioned speech. And I felt like they did this, I feel like the way that they orchestrated it was that both like, so Michelle spoke on one night and then um, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama spoke the next night and both of them went in like, like they kind of did like the job of like going in hard against Trump um, and calling out very like specifically and without like mincing words. Um, what a bad job he's done and what a terrible person he is. <laughs> um, and so it left it so that Joe Biden was able to just kind of just come in and be himself, almost like comparatively without. Yeah. You know, and that's you know, like, usually what they do at conventions. Like you, yeah. you know, everybody, they bring in everybody to be the bad guy. And he's right. all like, yeah, come together. Warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they did it really well. And I think in a, again, like the fact that you can um, see how Joe Biden is, has really, you know, been through a lot in his life, suffered a lot of loss, come out on the yeah. other side of it. And so you do like, you know, sense and feel him as someone who has compassion and who certainly can empathize with loss and all of that. Um, And how that just is such a stark contrast to our uh, incumbent president, like how you don't get that from him at all. (laughs) You know, like, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't have that sense of him whatsoever. Um, And so that I thought was really like, just, you know, it was, it was very smart. It was a very smart, um, um, and uh, intelligent way to go about it. So, um, so yeah. So the the DNC was last week, and this week mm-hmm. is the RNC. Um, and can I just say, I I didn't pull an article for this, but I looked at some of the things, some of the people that they have speaking. Spe- it's ridiculous. It's 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 honestly like when I first saw some of it, or someone mentioned it in my office at work, and I was like, that's that that can't be right. Like you, you're mm-hmm. kidding, right? Like that's not like I honestly was like a couple wielding guns outside their home. Yes, the two. So mm-hmm. those two are making some sort of appearance. So this is the couple that um, was it in Minneapolis? I think I so. can't remember. It, either, or, what was city? It, or, or Louisville? 
I don't remember what city was. Yeah, but I it just was, know they were ridiculous. They were. There was a Black Lives Matter protest that was coming down their street. Mm-hmm. And so they came outside and stood on their lawns with guns and pointed them at protesters. So that couple is is at some point doing some sort of either introduction or speaking or something at the uh, at the RNC. Then the other uh, is that kid from Covington High School. You remember this kid? He was like, um, it was it went viral. He was like standing and smirking outside of um there was like a a, a native american gentleman um mm. remember this i don't remember the entire context of it but it was like there was a native american like protest of some sort in dc and at the same time there was like a school group from this high school this private catholic Covington high school and um and there was like this like sort of face off between um the kid and this um elder from this like you know um native american tribe so that kid that like smirky mm-hmm. kid who you want to like slap the smile off of his face that kid is speaking at some point on mm. in the RNC or doing some having some sort of role in some of the introductions or something like that. And there was one more that I was just had to like shake my head because I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Who thought? Like, what? This is, I'm so confused. Like, I don't, I don't recognize this party. Like, I don't recognize this party. And it makes me really angry because it's so, you know, like to to pick these characters, like these random yeah. people who are so divisive, just to for to what to what end for wh- why? And that's the part because like all conventions have random people there because they want to have like you know. Americans, normal Americans, or whatever they're sure. but these people, what these like said, divisive people, like it just makes no. It's it's just bonkers. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense, and it's so like this is like you know, like the party of Lincoln, right? Like what these people are you're choosing? You know, like it's just. It makes me angry. Um, it really does. And then I think what's notable too is who isn't speaking. While mm. in the Democratic um, convention, you had basically everybody. I mean, there was you had the Clintons, you had the Obamas, you had uh, Senator uh, Sanders, you had uh, Representative. Um, um, Ocasio-Cortez you had you know like you basically had somebody from every like from previous administrations from every faction Uh, other Republicans who are like never Trump you know yeah yeah you even (laughs) yeah you even have Colin Powell speak yes okay um so like you basically had like such like the gamut of like respectable people like whether you agree with him or not like people who like have like made a career in public service and you know whatever it's like come out in favor of their candidate 
And so I think what's important is really to note too for the on the on the RNC side, just the fact of who isn't speaking. So you who you don't have is anyone from a previous um, like a Bush administration. Um, you certainly don't have W, um, and um, or any like as far as I'm aware, any of his staffers. Um, and um, well, it's just announced that um, Kellyanne Conway is leaving the White House at the end of the month. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and then today, um, I think, did you see the article that um, uh, Mama Juju sent to us about uh, what's her face ne- didn't get an invitation to speak, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Uh, All Owens. that chucking and All diving All that chucking and do. diving that Candace Owens does. And she will For not what? be at the RNC in any capacity. Um which I just thought was interesting too. And I actually think it's really telling because you have, I honestly, like one of the things that's been so um, annoying to me and discouraging is, you know, with, with all the protests with, uh, that, that exploded after uh, George Floyd was murdered and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and everyone who's come out, you know, I, uh, what I've found is like several people on my timeline um, who, uh, you know, who feel the need to like, you know, tr- um, uh, traipse out the Candace Owens and the like, you know, all, all the like the five mm-hmm. black people. Tim Scott, he-, he is speaking. Who's Tim Scott? He is one of three African American senators. Ah, okay. Um, and he's the only African American senator who's a, a member of the Republican Party. Oh, okay. South Carolina. Wow, South Carolina at that. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Um, but you know, I feel like there's been like this like traipsing out of like every like black conservative that you can find to like speak against BLM and whatever. Um, so I just think it's really interesting that the RNC isn't capitalizing on that more. Um, like that, I'm surprised they, they don't care. Like, I feel like their base. Right. I don't think it matters. Like not right. the regular Republican base, but like this, whatever this is. Whatever this is. But that's exactly my point is that the people Do they that need to po- be any more frenzied is my thing. Right. Right, like the people that are pointing to the like you know pointing to these um black conservatives as like, oh, look, well, they don't agree, so that's it's okay for me to disagree or whatever mm-hmm. um don't understand that like that doesn't matter, you know <laughs> that it's like that's that it's so beside the point it's the, those people are so inconsequential to this to this um this particular administration mm-hmm. and to the base that they get all frothed up you know um that they won't even bother having like any sort of you know like they're they're not doing what you're doing to like point to them because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um so that's that's the part that like just i just find so telling more so than anything you know yeah. uh so uh, so yeah, so the RNCs this week, and I'm just, I'm already cringing. I'm already cringing because it's not the party that I know. Um, it's not the party that I grew up with. Um, it's not the party that my father supported. You know, it's just not the Republican Party um, that um, that once was. And um, so it's really sad um, to kind of go into it feeling like, oh, God, it's going to be 
It's it's going to be cringe worthy. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a cringe worthy week. Um, so, so yeah. So that is all my newsworthy. I know that was so much. There's a lot going on this week. I'm sorry. Ooh. God. Okay. Like, let me see. <laughs> yeah, we're like an hour in, and I haven't even started. So, I'm sorry. go ahead. I'm going to be quiet from now on. No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> lies, lies, lies. The thing yes. is, like, I had a lot too, but See? I tried to whittle, but I really whittled it down. <laughs> so, unlike the lies you told, um, yes. so basically, uh, viral, like a lot of viral things happen. So, mm-hmm. we're gonna, so most of these things were like viral. So, it's kind of like a hodgepodge viral box. Uh, wait, tell me everything, because everything kind of that I'm talking about okay. kind of went viral too. Okay, okay, so first of all, before I start on like the stuff that like really happened, um, that needs more conversation. I want to say, um, a how dare you, um, and don't you ever do that kind of you know thing again in your life? You are disrespectful. <laughs> you to this man I don't know this man but apparently he had a Tupac um, impersonator perform at his wedding someone surprised him with that um, um, a Tupac impersonator <laughs> who looked nothing like Tupac but was wearing a white suit and you know his signature um, kerchief uh-huh. And that was about where the resemblance began and ended. And he was just horrible. Their dancing and reactions and grandma and everybody else reaction to it was just dreadful. Um, don't you ever in your life do this again. And the person, whoever you are doing this shameful impersonation of <laughs> one of my Maybe. faves cut it out go find a real job because this no no sir no, no sir i don't know where he is if he's in iowa or somewhere but like wherever you at <laughs> just stop right now make it stop. stop right now so the other thing um so master p has been all over the interwebs oh really Yes, because, you know, just a follow-up to our story from last week about Monica and Kim Kardashian and, you know, trying to get C-Murder out of prison. Right. Um, that shed light on they're like, um, what has Master P been doing to get his brother out of prison? And the family, okay. what's been going on? So, it was Master P talking about um, Basically blaming his brother for being in jail. Like, you're protecting your friends. That's why you're in jail. You have a family. Um, You call them your angels. You ain't call Big Mama your angel. You didn't do this. I'm tired (laughs) of being an ATM. Talking about his family. Like, I'm not going to be an ATM anymore. Um, Blah, blah, blah. So then the family got on talking about, um, how dare you? Big Mama house was falling apart. And, you know, she it was in the hood and died in the hood with us. Uh, granddaddy, um, house caught on fire. You didn't get him a new house. We were, um, we needed, a, a, you didn't buy the dress we wanted to bury Big Mama in. Wow. 
selling socks for you know to try to raise money. I'm like, I don't understand where the socks come in, but they're selling socks <laughs> to um, raise money for you know for to get Corey. See, murder's name is Corey to get Corey out of jail. Oh you God. won't take his calls. You ain't been to visit him. Blah 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 blah. So they have some beef as brothers. And um, then Monica was like, how I get in this? Like, how you bring my name in this? Like, oh, right. yeah, he was talking about, oh, Monica, she done had two husbands, but she's like his ride or die and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, um, how? This is family business. How did I get involved in this? Like, there's no reason for you to put my name in anything. Um, I'm just chilling here, you know, wow. by myself. So it was like a whole thing. He later apologized. Monica for bringing her into this um, but yeah but people seem to be on the outs with um, Master P and about his lack of <laughs> um, you know they're like you could should have kept your mouth shut and whatever and so um, he the last post I saw before we got on was a picture of an ATM and it said Master P ATM and how he said uh-huh. he's cutting it off he's like y'all take care of yourselves now don't ask me wow. for anything anymore. So he's cutting the money off. The only person who's probably going to keep the money is his kids. Little Romeo, he know how to protect his bag. Because when him and the mom um, divorced, little uh-huh. Romeo stayed with his daddy. Because he was like, I know where the money is. Wow. And it ain't with mama. So he defends his dad in everything. Wow. Well, he knows yeah. what side his bread is buttered on. Yeah. Um, Whether he's wrong or not, he still, yeah, <laughs> his dad because he was like, oh, I ain't going to stop because my music career, I'm on reality TV. Um, right. My music career ain't doing nothing. My daddy got rap snacks and um, noodles. And rap snacks are good, though. I like rap snacks. And he started, that t- did you see this? The white rice, like the yeah. Uncle Bill Obama. So he, the, Master Peter started a brand of white rice, like Uncle Ben's, and um, pancake mix and syrup, like Aunt Mama's. Shut up. Yeah, he did. But like wow. I said, I, if I see it, who knows? I might buy it. <laughs> not, not the rice. Cause I, Do you I, know what it's called? What is the name of the brand? It's like Master P White Rice. No, no, no. Yes. And no, I might, yeah. <laughs> and I might, and he has like some ramen noodles that are supposed to be, I've never seen them before, but they oh are called God. like Icon or something like that. So, like, think him and Boozy are on the um, noodles. I've never tried those. No. Um, I've never seen them. But like I said, wrap snacks. I am all about wrap snacks. Those are delicious. I've never, I've never seen wrap snacks in my life. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> okay, so wrap snacks. So him and some other guys started this company. I think the other guy started the company. Master P came in as an investor. Okay. And so it's basically like potato chips, popcorn, cheese puffs with like wrappers on the cover and like and uh, on the back. And they have their own flavor so like Migos have some theirs are really good I think they're like um sour cream with ranch Cardi B has one like Little Boozy has one Romeo sneaked in there got one I was like now you know you not famous enough to get your own rap snack but because your daddy own a company you get your rap snack well yeah that's how that works yeah yeah nepotism so um (laughs) Trina has some really good like cheesy puffs 
Girl, things are good. I am. I amigos have. Yeah, I said amigos already, but yeah, yeah. that's some good. They're good. They're I. I like I said. I okay, first where, encountered where them. Does, I didn't buy them myself. I will say. Where that. did you find? Where does one find gas station? Gas station. Uh, okay. Okay. That's so. Why I saying. did not buy them <laughs> the first time for myself. Mm-hmm. Someone bought them, and I tasted it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's good." So if I sometimes if I'm in the gas station, usually I don't go inside the gas station. But if you want to drink or something, go in the gas station. Now that's not happening at all. So okay. um, I'll look, wrap snacks, I'll grab you know one of my faves, and be out the door. Delicious. Wow. I'm a big fan. I posted about it on Facebook in the past. So very good. So yeah. So that's that. Um, that's so, a whole lot of dirty laundry out on the street, though. They need to stop. They need to stop. Like, keep it to yourself. Keep it in the family. Please. So, like all the rest of us, keep your mess in the family. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, the other thing, another um, kind of update from last week, continuing story. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan Thee Stallion and mm-hmm. um, the shooting. Oh, so, right. you know, before it was like she had never named who shot her. Mm-hmm. So apparently, you know, people are accusing her of lying and all manner of things. And his team, because she's not really saying anything, his mm-hmm. team has kind of been out there um, blaming her for being aggressive and like basically lying or according to her, lying on her and saying things. So she got on live and was like, that's it. I've been trying to protect people. And I'm not doing it anymore. And mm-hmm. she basically talked about how when it all went down, she's like, I was in the front seat. He was in the back seat. I didn't. People were like, what did he do? To, what did you do to him? Wow. To make him do that. So total victim blaming. And she's like, I didn't do anything to get shot. Right. Like, I did not do anything. And so she's like, I was in the front seat. Everybody in the car was arguing. I was like, I'm tired of this. I got out of the car and like, he shot at me through the window in the car. And she's like, so when I got to the hospital, she's like, they all, everybody got arrested. I got sent to the hospital. Um, she's like, I didn't want to call the police. She's like, I was afraid. She's like, okay, you're coming off of, she's like, we're in a pandemic. You're coming off of all these black men being, you know, black people being murdered, black women mm-hmm. being murdered by the police. She's like, there was a gun in the car. I knew there was a gun in the car. She's like, you know, and I've been shot. So she's like, I was afraid. I didn't want to say anything because I was afraid of what would happen in that situation. I was scared. That's Mm -hmm. why I didn't say anything. And she's like, and still, like, I was like trying to, you know, protect people. And I was like, the kind of a thing that, you know, black women do, black women, you know, protect black men. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like a natural thing. She's like, and I did that. And but then when I saw that nobody was going to protect me or wanted to protect me or believed me, um, and mm-hmm. coming up with things to say about, um, you know, negatively about me. She's like, I'd had an, I'm, she's like, I've had enough. She's like, enough already. Right. Um, so she spoke up. And so now, because she named somebody, now you have all these people coming out the woodwork talking about, we support you, queen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, save it. When she told you something happened and it pretty much got out there, no one had anything to say. And then you right. still have people like T.I. and even Dondre Whitfield. I'm like, how did you get involved in this? Who's um, Dondre Whitfield? Um, what's his name from um, the Cosby show? What's Robert from the Cosby show? 
What's he? What? What's you he know, he's like an actor, though. Like, he's an actor in the 90s. Oh, yeah. It's two, 2020. I'm just saying, whatever. <laughs> so he's still like, out he there. These days? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. But he, like, was talking about, you know, basically, you know, he wants to hear from him. And T.I. said the thing, want to hear his side of the story. And I'm like, no, I don't care no- about his side of the story. There's no side. Of, he, he doesn't have anything to say. Like, no, 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 no. And then one person, oh, my God, this man. Um, and I love social media because if you uh, come out saying something crazy, people will get you together very quickly. Right. So where is it? I'm sorry. So some oh God, what is that man's name? He's an ex-football player mm-hmm. um, who had something to say about it. Hold on. The thing is, while you look for that, like there's yeah. no justification. Like, and the thing, and th- that rule needs to be the same across the board, regardless of the players. So this right. whole um, let's wait and see what the rest of the story is. Like, no, like it, it sounds work. like white people. It sounds like white people when we have a cop shooting, you know, a cop shooting a black man. Like, it's no, there's no justification. Like, you know, people who like looked at the Ahmad Arbery video and were like, oh, we have to wait to see. No, no, no. There's Mm -hmm. no justification. There's nothing that could have happened ahead of that that would have justified that. And just the same thing applies here. I don't care what he has to say. There's no Mm -hmm. reason to just up and shoot somebody. I don't care. I was like, unless unless he got shot first, unless she shot him first, which did happen. I don't see why he why he shot her. So which was never even up for grabs. Like that was never even in contention. So like no. So there's nothing else to hear. Yeah, outside of that. There's really yeah, unless he was being like a uh, lethally attacked himself, right? There's it's not okay to just up and brandish a weapon and actually like then use it on somebody. Yeah, like she said, she was walking away. So this guy Larry Johnson is an ex NFL player. So mm-hmm. this fool said, "Ladies, if you date a man who coined the term demon time and you get shot by him during demon hours, be accountable for your stupidity." Hmm. So someone tagged a picture of him making headlines, uh, which said, former NFL player free after arrest for strangling ex-girlfriend. And someone's like, is this you? Right. And, and then another person has like his mug shots, two mug shots. Um, and it says, there was a five-year span of time where you assaulted a woman four times that we're aware, that we're aware of. One of those times you spit your drink in a woman's face at a club and, and reached a 100 thousand dollar settlement one of these mug shots is of when you choked your girl half to death six years ago boy f you so basically they're like (laughs) did you just try to blame her for getting shot right and you're clearly like an abuser yourself so right so yeah yeah. so there we go like you know believe not mine's like believe black women cut cut it out like stop like there is no excuse he's not even from here committing crimes like send his behind back to Canada oh he's Canadian yes oh, I didn't even know that yes girl so I'm just like cut it out stop victimizing this girl um, you know you know she's the victim not victimizing her like making her responsible for 
yeah, you know, being a, or her crime. Yeah, yeah like yeah. stop it. And like, and I can't, I, I hate when like black men don't see the patriarchy and when they don't see where they're doing what, when they're being the white men of black people. Like, <laughs> like well, no, stop like, I mean, it. Their, their own participation in the patriarchy. Like the patriarchy yes. is fairly colorblind. So, mm-hmm. you know, so like, yeah, like it's just, um, it's it's just so problematic like i i don't yeah i need y'all to support us and come hard for us the same way that we come we protect y'all right. that's all i'm asking i need that same energy same energy. same energy same energy okay so what else so um do you know about pastor john gray no uh, do tell okay so he is in the news again so he was um a part of what's his name's church uh the big guy in texas the white guy olstina's church oh. I believe. Um, and he, yeah and so he's um branched off and he has his own um church now okay um however he was last year accused of having an affair uh, with someone after some um the person he was cheating with after she released some text, not text messages, some voicemails. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And so he goes on to say that he, he was having an emotional affair. Hmm. He was not having a real affair. And then he talks about how his wife, you know, he had to grow into his wife. His wife, um, you know, basically had to help him grow up. And I was like, well, obviously she's not done yet. So recently someone posted some FaceTime videos of the good pastor. One where he Mm. has his son in the car with him and he's talking to someone named Mary about how his wife doesn't cook. um, The son eats pizza every day. And that's what happens when you don't have a woman cooking in the house. I'm like, Negro, you cooked it. Um, and then, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I just get so tired of that one. And then um, they sh- there's another thing of him waiting to go to board a private jet. And apparently he's going to Cabo and he's talking to her about going to Cabo and to bring her two piece um, and blah, blah, blah. And then there was mm-hmm. another one where he's on his way to the airport and he was telling her, you know, what he was going to, he was going to cook for her. Like he was going to cook brisket and this. And if you need anything else, if there's something else you want, let me know and I'll give you the money. You know, we can, you know, arrange to pick that up. So all of this, all of this. So they responded and said him and his wife said that they're being extorted um, by someone and the allegations are false. But I was like, hmm. Wait a minute. Okay, so, so this Mary person mm-hmm. who he's clearly having a relationship with, right? Took recorded the FaceTime calls mm-hmm. between her and him, mm-hmm. and so this is him on video, essentially. Yes, and then one 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 of them, the son, mm-hmm. with the with okay with the baby in the background at one mm-hmm. point making arrangements to Mm -hmm. meet up with her on wherever, some island or wherever it is he's Mm -hmm. boarding a plane to. Okay. 
Yeah, I need these are three stop. different conversations. I was like, dude, like, so for someone who just got caught last time, you need to really like stop, cut it out. No, no, sir. No. So uh, that. Well, yeah. and what is his like? So is his wife like? Have we actually heard from his wife at all, or is this just like statements on behalf of the couple kind of a thing? Right now, it's statements on behalf of the couple. The okay. last time this happened last year, they went on a tour of different um, talk shows and whatnot. Mm. So um, um, that's really sad. That makes me mm-hmm. sad. It does because I'm like it, it's like. Ugh. Like for the longest time, like I don't really talk about like pastors and stuff. I try to stay clear of that. I don't appreciate, but this man, I was like, he needs to sit down somewhere. This is too much. Well, because after the last one, sat down from whoever you know, like whoever is again, like this is an accountability thing in terms of Mm -hmm. pastoral a piece of like if you're over a church, there should be someone who's over you. Um, right, or, you know, and so like he needs to be sat down either by the elder board or like mm-hmm. you know board of directors or whatever whatever hierarchy or like org chart that they have going, like he shouldn't be the one at the top of it, um, and mm-hmm. there should be you know there should be a body of people that he's accountable to, and so he ought to have been sat down the first time, and the fact that he wasn't is the reason why he should have been because now it's just mm-hmm. you know it's snowballing into this whole thing, and it's and it's it's ultimately it's terrible obviously for his family and his wife mm-hmm. and like all all the all the ways that that's just painful and hurtful but yeah. it's also like the way that these things these scandals end up affecting like the entire church and church everyone. right yeah like all these believers and all these people who like entrusted their like you know spiritual lives to some degree um, to him or to his teaching or to whatever like his leadership like oh it's it's just so messy like that's it makes me mm-hmm. sad and angry because it has such a uh, trickle down effect um, yeah and, and the it, thing is like if you've been in the church you know I grew up in the church yeah and like this is nothing new like no. this happens like you said like there's someone there to like sit someone down yeah you, and, like, you need to be oh, sat down no no, yeah. this is not okay. Like, you need to go into counseling. You need to work on this. Like, because the thing is, like, no one's perfect. No. You're all sinners. Everybody makes, you know, mistakes. But yeah. if you're just going to go keep doing things with, you know, abandon and, you know, without, yeah, like, getting checked or checking yourself, like, this is what damages right. um, the church. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's it shouldn't have to be, like, shouldn't have to be this way. So, um somebody get him somebody get him please please because it's it's ridiculous at this point um last thing um this Mm -hmm. is the one i've been waiting for this is what i've been waiting for okay i didn't know that it was going to be so um contentious i forgot that i am in atlanta so people don't have good sense um (laughs) about this and some people are biased but brandy versus monica is yes Yes, I'm so ex- I'm actually really excited about this one. Like I really I've been waiting for this one. I was like <laughs> yeah. from the beginning, I was like they need to do a Brandy versus Monica like hello, like that would be so good. Yes. Um yeah. So so people who know yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. It's August 30th, right? 
Yes. Okay. It's on a Monday. I'm like, good grief, guys. Yeah, why is um, it on a Monday evening? I have stuff to do. Like, make it on a Sunday like the rest of these things. The weekend. Yeah. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Um, so, again, so Monica's from Atlanta. So, you know, a couple people have posted about it. Mm-hmm. And some wayward people are talking about how Monica is clearly the better um singer and all that and i was like y'all Mm-mm. from atlanta so y'all right. biased right. but no i was no. like brandy can sing she like can i like the thing is like i sing. like monica i, I like, like monica that's like yeah she's great i i have some songs i had miss thing like you know like everybody else in 1990 whatever whatever right so um you know some songs still on rotation love uh monica but um no brandy yeah. is so no Mm-mm. but i have to say i feel, I feel like brandy is often underrated like i think that and people, that's what i said yeah. yeah people don't um i think people don't really know her range i think mm-hmm. that especially if you've only experienced her as more of just like kind of like some of her pop poppier hits you know mm-hmm. um then I could see how you might not get it, but like she's really, she's got range and like and like you know if we Whitney st- Houston took you and was right. like yes baby you yeah like and you know and so and we um you know we have the benefit too of like having seen her in some other things so like we've seen her in Chicago um, on oh Broadway, my gosh yes and she's amazing, amazing. she's mm-hmm. like she's so good so like I just think people. I feel like if you've only seen her as like from one like very uh, specific uh, angle, you don't get that she's she's got a lot of talent. Yeah. So and like like you said, like you said, I said it too. I was like, she is so underrated, like mm-hmm. so underrated. So I will be like, you know, Monica might have more hits, but in terms of you know overall entertainer, mm-hmm. I absolutely think it's Brandy. So this will be well. You know what? Anyway, the winners will be us, like the Erica Badu, and I'm um, Jill Scott. Right, right. You know, right. we will be the winners. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, did you see the controversy about the cover of was it Billboard magazine about Versus? Versus made the cover, I think, of Billboard magazine. Okay, no, I did not. Okay, so a couple people who did Versus were very upset, like um, Beanie Man. I can't remember who he did it with. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, people. Um, but they were upset because they weren't omitted from the cover, even though theirs was one of the most popular ones and actually uh-huh. like went off without a hitch. Uh-huh. And guess whose pictures were just large front and center? Oh, God. Who? Alicia Keys and um, oh. that born man who like had one of the least... Um, streamed versus John Legend. Yeah. Was it John Legend? Yes. Yeah. Like had big huge pictures. News fest. Yeah. And I was like, but if your husband is one of the two people organizing this, of course you're gonna get a big uh, picture. So I was like, oh gross. So I'm still angry about that. I was like, that is just the most boring thing I'd ever heard of in my life. Um nobody asked for it. And so Nobody. I'm really excited about Brandy. Like I said, like we're the rent winners when it comes to Brandy and Monica yeah. and Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Yeah, that is sure. like the bomb I needed after a rough 
week. It was so great. So yeah, so I'm excited about that. Cannot wait. I want to bring up a couple, another thing though, that's kind of newsworthy. Worthy. Like okay. he said, the Kellyanne thing. I think apparently they're saying it's kind of about her teenage kids. Her husband's resigning from his position too. Um, Kellyanne and Conway. Yeah, so she's, you know, resigning from her advisory position in the White House. And he, you know, is with an anti, there's a Lincoln project, I think, an anti kind of um, like Republicans who oppose Trump kind of thing. He's been like a real, you know, critic. And so their teenage daughter, too, is like all over TikTok, you know, talking about how horrible Trump is and blah, blah, blah. So they're saying they're going to spend more time with the family. So I guess the teenage kids are like, um, "Stop! Please stop!" Right. Please. Right, right. Right. Enough already. So, um, so they say they're going, you know, take more time with their family. Interesting. I didn't know her husband was a part of part of the Lincoln Project because they're very vocal. Yeah. Fascinating. I, I, I didn't. I mean, I honestly don't know anything about Kelly and Conway. Otherwise, other than she's yeah. Just- scary looking yeah i just knew like about her like him from the beginning because he it was like oh yeah he is anti-trump like they were all like good friends and then like this happened and he was just like no right because that's the thing like a lot of people like were friendly with donald trump because he was kind of like you know he was like a sleazeball but you know he had you had a good time it was you didn't take him serious not like you're the president like no like you know like yeah, you're you're good to have a beer with. You have a good time. You throw great parties, but that doesn't right. matter what you run in the country. So her husband has been like a very vocal opponent from the beginning. Smart man. Mm-hmm. And so, in our good friend <laughs> Kim Jong Un has come back into the news again. Oh, really? I didn't see anything on any articles on it. It just happened. Like, actually, I think the last thing I saw happened at four o'clock today. But like, there's been a lot more in the New York Post, but more like reliable people have come on, like since we've been on. (laughs) Right. Uh, The New York Post is always caused for like, okay, let's just wait for another piece to come out. I love John Mulaney's like description of what the New York Post is. He's like, it's like someone, a friend of yours read a reliable newspaper and they tried to text you what they read. (laughs) (laughs) That's really very accurate. Oh my God. Okay. So so wait, what happened with Kim Jong-un? So apparently um, he's giving more, his sister is getting more control, more control. And apparently someone said that he's in a coma. He's not dead, but he is in a coma. Ah, I'm not mm-hmm. dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Um, shut up. Okay, and they're no, thinking like it'll make it easier once if some when he passes for her to like just you know immediately kind of transition into power. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that um, that's what we went with. I mean, that those were some of the conjectures that were being made. Mm-hmm early on i mean like back the last time we reported about this was when we thought he was dead or you know it seemed as though he might be dead um interesting so has he been so has he been in a coma this whole time is that what they're saying because i know because at some point they like pushed him out into the public 
he did pop back up at one point. Yeah, right? they totally. Oh, I don't you, you don't know when that date was, but they totally did him. It was like Weekend and Bernie's kind of appearance after the uh, whole like he died after her heart surgery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was clean. Like so, that was back in April. But yeah, they're saying that he is in a coma and that he is. Uh, okay. Yeah. They, oh, and back to the. Yeah, the Kellyanne thing. This is uh-huh. all prompted because her daughter um, is trying to be emancipated. Wow, from her parents. Seriously? Yeah. How old is her, How old is that daughter? Uh, hold on. Okay, I just had it here, and now it is gone. Gosh darn you! Um, here we go. Oh no, she's she's fifteen, and she said it on Saturday night. She said, I'm officially pushing for emancipation. Buckle up because this is going to be public one way or another. Unfortunately, welcome to my life. So, yeah. So, like I said, TikTok and Twitter, she's been um, going, you know, at her. (laughs) At one point, she even urged progressive AOC to adopt her. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's like, her mother's job ruined her life. That's crazy. And she's like, and her dad, even though he's like anti-Trump, she's like, we still don't agree on anything. Um, she's like, we just both have to have common sense when it comes to our current president. Stop standing him. She's like, he's still trash, but, you know, just because he doesn't like Trump doesn't. Yeah. So typical, like, you know, she's really pretty, too. The um, daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it sounds like typical like teenage angst honestly like mm-hmm. I, yeah so, like I, I would never put like too much on that just because it's like okay no um, but they're finally I guess it's uh, choosing to like hey let's step away because this is getting it's getting ugly yeah well, that's smart I mean I'm glad that that's honestly mm-hmm. like I think anytime regardless of, again whether you agree with people in their politics or not like I feel like Anytime anyone sees, like, the way that their, like, job or life or their choices are, like, affecting mm. their kids or their family in, like, a negative way or whatever, like, I mm. think this, the smart thing to do is to, like, reevaluate and step away, like, regardless of what that looks like. Like, mm. so, you know, like, family should always be first above mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, so good for them or, like, like mm-hmm. good for her, you know, that they're, like, actually saying, like, listening to her, taking note and not letting it just, like you know fall to pieces yeah um hopefully it's not too late she's like i said she's 15 so hopefully it's not, right and the, you, you know, know and again like 15 year olds for god's sakes like they're a disaster they're crazy they're yeah. like this is your family you get who you get like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like everybody's dealt a raw deal at some level so just like suck it up and figure out how to work it out in therapy later like mm-hmm. yeah for sure um that's a trip yeah Yeah. oh gosh i was like the comments from our co um people the cooper it's it's all gone um the family yeah she's like it's all gone and felano's like theirs is almost gone nice so yay so yeah i was like i literally have like two portions left so I ate <laughs> a lot oh, you of it had, you had quite a bit then I had two bowls yeah 
Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I still like have three to portions, but yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna divvy mine up into bowls for uh, meal prep for the week. So that's gonna be lunch. It's gonna be a nice hearty lunch every day to look mm-hmm. forward to. I'm just gonna do it over brown rice. It's really simple. Yeah, the pharaoh was delicious. I liked it. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's All get right. personal. Okay. Um. Let me see. What do I have? Gosh, you know my life is really not fun. a lot of time. Bum bum. Bum bum. Um, I'll be here all week. <laughs> thank God. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know that I really have that much to report. Everything's pretty copacetic. Like I said, this heat wave has got me down. Um, and I want. I think like my my new favorite thing um, is. Uh, this um uh, this monthly spiritual direction meeting that i have now mm-hmm. um which i had my second one yesterday and it's been it's just it's great it's like i i was trying to describe it to um one of my coworkers and i was saying like it's like therapy in a way but with mm. like a really like like godly like perspective on it you know like kind Mm -hmm. of like you know with like a with a real like spirit god lens on it um so so it's kind of like this really like nice uh, combination of like working out some things with someone who's like very like intuitive and who can kind of like point to certain parts of like what you're sharing and being like you know so like tell me more about like how like that that changes your uh picture of who god is it's like oh Mm -hmm. let me think about that you know and it's it's so it's so good like i and i just like kind of the you know we've we've only had two sessions one last month and one just yesterday so we're meeting like basically every four weeks um and um so, but even just in these these two meetings, just how it's like, kind of built on itself, and um, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like silence, and so there's opportunity to just sort of like jot down what you're hearing, or like you know, mm-hmm. like I spend a lot of time like beforehand like journaling a little bit, and then like in the session like writing some things out, and then when we hang up, like I like do a little bit more journaling and like just kind of like like you know just sort of like sit quietly for a little while after that like it's just been really really um insightful so um yeah so it's like my new my new like favorite like thing to look forward to every month like um and then um for you yeah thank you I'm excited about it and then um uh, in just a couple of weeks, I'll start my actual uh, cohort with the the uh, the two year cohort that I'm starting um, for spiritual direction, and it's going to be really good. I I it's the cool thing is is because it's on Zoom. Um, again, it's one of those things that like I think you have to like uh, highlight where the pandemic has like done some things that are like profitable you know and like good mm-hmm. in a way and so this is one of those I feel like it's like because of the pandemic they're offering this co these cohorts 
that meet via Zoom instead of having to go to like a specific travel to a specific location. And so our cohort has, uh, I want to say like seven people in it, which is the number that they try to keep it to anyway. Mm -hmm. But instead of seven people all traveling to like whatever, you know, uh, Denver or something, you know, um, everyone's meeting online. And so the group is really broad. Like there's two of us who are out here in California and then going eastward, there's like someone in Phoenix, a few people in Texas, um, a couple of people in New York, like, and, um, you know, like, I want to say there's like, oh, there's someone in Louisiana, you know? So like, it's really mm -hmm. cool. Like it's a sort of like this nationwide group of people who I for sure would not have otherwise met, you know? So right. I'm really excited about like getting to know, you know, we're going to meet, you know, twice a month, twice um, every other month via Zoom and mm -hmm. um, for, for, for like nine months for year one and then another nine months for year two. So, uh, you know, I feel like these are people that you're like going to like establish like lifelong relationships with um, and connections to. So. I'm really excited about it. So I'm doing, you know, that's I, part of like why I have not much to report is I'm doing a lot of reading because there's two books that I need to read by the time we start. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm not like vegging out on like random TV, I'm <laughs> reading um, these books. And so, um, and that's nice. really good too. So, so yeah, so um, nothing new to report in terms of um, any new, like, podcasts or shows or anything. If anything, I just feel like I don't have that much time for those things right now just because I'm really trying to catch up on my reading. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm a little sad because I finished Succession, and that was, like, there's only two seasons of it, so now I'm, like, oh, and I'm like you know, the next, whatever the next season is, is going to be reliant on the pandemic finally coming to an end. Um so that's like, I feel like there's a few things like that, right? Like there's a few shows out there that like you follow and now it's like you're all caught up and they're going to continue at some point, but like it's complete, everything's completely on hold. So, so yeah, so, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. All is well, I suppose. How about good. you? Yeah. I mean, other than I need a vacation, like things are good. Um, yeah. Business is great. Um, ebbs and ups and downs. This week I've had like a whole lot of like good conversations, good things happen, and then some not so good things. Mm -hmm. But you know, the good things are outweighing the bad things. So, um, and I'm trying not to be anxious about it. So I that's kind of where I am. Fine. Yeah, even you know, <laughs> even though like they're like it's really serious like issues, but I'm like, you know, there there's I don't control anything. Like, there's very little, <laughs> like, if true. I control and I've done all the things that I can do and now it's no longer up to me. So right. that's kind of where I, you know, I'm, I'm down with that. So good things. Um, I hung out with my favorite girls today oh, nice. um, and went to um, a restaurant here. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that was... Um, that was good. Um, it wasn't as COVID um, social distancing as I would like, but I kept my mask on the entire time. Okay. Um, 
until like I actually needed to put food in my mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, put the mask back on immediately after I was finished. So that was nice. They were so happy. Um, we oh, just go to nice. botanical garden and I just could not find my ticket. And, uh-huh. and of course I'll find it tomorrow. And I was like, I don't want to spend like an extra $30, you know, $40. So I was like, I'm just mm-hmm. not going to go. And then Cupcake was like, well, you know, you might get sick anyway. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't have my Zyrtec with me. So going to the botanical gardens may not be the best idea. So I yeah. went home. Um, yeah. The other thing is I started watching The Office again. Oh. And now you know, um, I, um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but can we pause for a little bit? Right and now? come back. Yeah. Okay. You okay? All right. I will be okay in a second. So. Okay. All right. Stop. All right. Bye. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, as you and some other people may know, most of y'all don't know because you don't know me, um, that um, I kind of tapered off in the office watching around um, when Michael left. So I guess kind of season six through nine, I wasn't really uh, watching like on a weekly basis. I kind of stopped. I was like, "Eh, it's like good, but it's not like as funny to me as it used to be. Um, So I just kind of like stopped watching. So I decided to like really focus in on those seasons Mm -hmm. and watch those. So that's what I did. And so it was good. I'm like, I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, by not really paying attention. Um, but I watched like a few episodes and, you know, watched the finale when it happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was, I liked it. Again, it, I still feel the same way. It wasn't as good as the um, first seasons. And there was a lot of stunt casting in the end. Mm. So that just kind of annoyed me. Oh God, okay. But yeah, so good job. Office. I love the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a classic. It's one of those. I like. Uh, I rewatched the whole series a few years ago. Like I think I like two, maybe mm. like two or three years ago. I go start from the beginning, and I was saying um, how like it was equally. Um, emotional to watch the uh sam i'm sam pam and uh jim's uh relationship um from beginning to end like i've like experienced it like very much the same way the whole time (laughs) like the second time around like i was like anticipating them getting together like wanting them to be together and then like being like elated when they're finally like hook up and like and then being like just so angry and like disappointed as they like had trouble in their marriage (laughs) Like I was just like, wow! I am really like having exactly the same because like everybody like, like rooted for them, so it was like it yeah. was like very hard to see like that part of the story. Yeah, but it, it was traumatic. But it was funny, like, I, but I was like so you know like even though I was like frustrated and like worried for them or whatever, like I also just um, upon like rewatching it, I really just felt like. This is so, like, to be, like, a comedy series, you know? Like, this is so well done. Like, it was, it's because it's such a well-written show. Like, the, the writing is strong comedically, but even to have, like, this plot line um, 
that like that takes a relationship mm-hmm. very like seriously like in, like a very realistic picture of what relationships are like how they change and how people are different as you like you know like you enter into them at like one stage in life and like you change and the, the, for you know like all of that was so like yeah they didn't they you like they it didn't like it wasn't like the show needed it right like this is like a very mm-hmm. like you know like sketchy like comedy show right like skit based in a lot of ways you know but then I don't know like I just thought I remember like on the second time watching it through thinking like this is so good like it's so well done and and so like true like just so honest yeah uh, um that it was it was so honest that it was hard to watch because it's a bit like you know it's sort of like if you've ever been in a relationship where you're like oh and yes. i think that like, was you know, part like, of it because so i was like yeah it was like i was like oh, i just want like this silly like i don't want like real life like stuff this is yeah, so I think that was like part of it, but it was, you know, like you said, very well done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it just made me. It, I don't know. It just they did. I thought they did it did it so well. So yeah, I love The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I just feel like we're at that point in the pandemic where like shows are running out. Like if <laughs> you've really been like binge watching things or whatever, like you know, like you've sort of you're you're at that point where either you're like totally discovering like new content that you've just never even dabbled in before like mm-hmm. never got around to or like you're just like all right I guess I'll just like you know rewatch this <laughs> you know like, facts so facts 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 I started um, I did start watching because I remember I, and I mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago that Hulu has um, all the seasons of Married at First Sight beginning with you know the very first season yeah who has it oh okay well i need to go on there because i'm missing the most recent is that on there i we i don't know i haven't like looked how far it goes but i think they have something like eight or nine seasons on there okay i think there maybe one at least one after that so i'm not sure like you know and then Netflix had the one that we watched on Netflix was the most was not the current one, but it's the most recent before the current one, right? Um, yes. And so there's a current one going, which I started to watch. No, I think there's Lifetime one. Only. There's one in the middle. So there's like the one we saw. Then there's one whole season, and then they there's going through a season now. Okay, so I'm not sure where Hulu ends but they have at least like eight seasons so I just started watching the very first one because I was like oh, I'll just stop at the, start at the top and watch and it's just as good it's just as interesting like you know like the characters that you like and the ones that you don't like mm-hmm. and you know all that so so yeah really really good so that's probably the only like new thing that I have that's sort of like you know on the periphery like when I feel like tuning out and just not thinking very hard like I watch that so there you go. That's it. Okay. That's all I've got. That's all I've got too. I'm done. Okay. Well, I feel like that was plenty. I mean, it was very. I think we really covered everything. Mm-hmm. So, just saying, true to our name. That's what you get here. Everything. Everything. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Appreciate it. 
And uh, we'll be back next week with more because more things will happen and that will just give us more stuff to talk about. Yeah. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, uh, thanks and see you later. Bye. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com.